Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. And here 
Here's your humble farmer shred of wisdom for today, if you're ready. Never become engaged in a written discussion with friends who don't know the difference between ITS and IT apostrophe S. Because logic, reason, and grammar mean nothing to these people, you are certain to lose. Herman with the real, not the new Four Brothers, but the real original Four Brothers here on The Humble Farmer. What would happen if you wrote two email letters every day 
complimenting the author of some article you had read in the newspaper. I thought it would be a very nice thing to do. Think about this. What would happen if you wrote two email letters every day complimenting the author of some article you had read in the newspaper? My friend John Hammer says, you would run out of material in 9.7 days. <laughs> made that noise. Well, I want to thank Frank in Charleston, South Carolina for writing, saying that he enjoys this program. Here's it off my webpage, if you can believe that thing. Frank's a photographer, runs between Charleston, South Carolina, and Bucksport, Maine. Which place do you suppose he favors for January? A retired newspaper editor sent me an email in which he referred to Rush Limbaugh as a loud mouth. I reprimanded my friend because, well, you know this, I think one can say what needs to be said without name-calling. Wouldn't you have to admit that any man who has earned over $50 million by simply talking or 
talking simply, is extremely clever? If I could earn only half that much by telling all my friends that President Obama was born in Africa, there would be no doubt in my mind but what the man was found in a basket hidden in the bulrushes somewhere on the upper Nile. A man does what he has to do to put bread on the table. Thank you for listening to the humble farmer here on your favorite station, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you again for listening. And here is a letter from my solar guru friend, John Burke. John Burke was instrumental in getting me started putting up solar hot water heaters and solar photovoltaic things that collect electricity. I'm still not too comfortable with the terminology, even though I have them. And John Burke writes, 
Thank you for the hospitality and communal group time at the Humble Farmer's first and probably probably last annual solar picnic. Rich did appreciate your greetings and the lobster you sent him. We made a lobster biscuit. Biscuit. Lobster biscuit. <laughs> Had I known John and Rich were going to do something so blatantly un-American with the lobsters I gave them, I, I would not have been so generous. Tried to sneak that one in on me, didn't they, huh? <laughs> I guess you're not going to hear plain dirt till I get around to having you hear it. We, that was McKinney's Cotton Pickers, by the way. We read in the newspaper that a man who was shooting rats in a main hen house accidentally killed someone. Dick Cheney is not the only person who has inadvertently shot one of his friends. And 
I want you to know this. I do not have to go very far from home to find a very smart man who could also climb into that wagon. If you think about this, you know that guns are very much like those ATV things, snowmobiles, and even marriage. You get thousands and thousands of people messing with them every day, and it won't be long before you can get a headline out of it.
the 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 Frank West the Frank West Orchestra the Frank West Orchestra my thing turned up so I can hear what I'm saying the the Frank West Orchestra here on the humble farm and where with any luck at all you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time on your favorite station for years I have had a hearing aid apparatus on my telephone. I can't hear what people are saying on a regular telephone. So for so years and years ago, I got this wonderful black magic box that amplifies the sound. It is a very expensive $100 or so, but I can't use a telephone without it. I have to, I have to put batteries in this amplifier thing and batteries in my telephone, and I have to keep changing them every other month or so when they run down. It's an awful bother. When the phone rings, I simply reach over and put on some earphones that cover both ears. So you see, there's quite a bit to talking on the phone when you can't hear. The other day, alas, alack, my magic bonk shut down on me, and I'm afraid it needs more than new batteries. Move up into the kitchen. We also have in our home, for general consumption... A new telephone system that the kids gave us last year. There is the patriarchal or mama home-based telephone answering machine, whatever you want to call it. And then all the little auxiliary telephones are strategically placed around the house on their little racks. And these little racks have warm black plugs about the size of a matchbox and glowing red lights on them. They eat electricity 24-7, but... That's the way things work today. So you give thanks for your solar panels that are generating that electricity for you, haha, and you live with it. You know that I am not telling you this just to boast that we have a state-of-the-art telephone system in our house. So please listen closely. This is a public service announcement just for you. Last week, when a call came in, I picked up one of those new cordless phones upstairs, and I said, This is Robert, but I can't hear you on this phone. I'm sorry. And someone who was standing beside me, can't remember now who it was, someone standing beside me said, Hey, see that little button there below the green button? Push that button. I pushed it in. You won't believe this. That handset telephone has a speaker on it so you can hear the caller halfway across the room now some of the phones some of the other phones didn't work right until i discovered they also have a volume control that you can crank way up listen to this now with these little cordless telephones i can push that speaker button and carry on a conversation with someone just as if they were shouting at me in the same room I know you young people already know all about these things, but I'm sure there are still a lot of old folks out there like myself who don't know about it. I'm telling you about the speaker on that phone now as a public service.
McKinney's Cotton Pickers, halfway through a heated argument on how to live forever. Someone very astutely pointed out that nursery school children often lie down and rest for a few minutes every afternoon. And if you have been paying attention, you have noticed that in spite of the proven regenerative properties of a nap, planned rest periods are not acceptable in the workplace. Back years ago, when I was making radios for Edsel Automobiles in 1957, I would collapse on a piece of cardboard and spend the dinner hour sleeping on the floor. Because you know that in this country, an afternoon nap has acquired somewhat of a wimpy connotation. Management has done nothing to correct this false impression. However... When we read of people 95 years old who run to work every day on shoes made from old automobile tires while chewing beetle nuts, you've seen these articles and you know that somewhere down around the third or fourth paragraph we learn that a two-hour siesta and perhaps a quart of Kickapoo Joy Juice is an integral part of their daily regimen. For 35 years, I have made a radio program every week. I play music and I give my radio friends something to laugh or think about. And now, listen to this. I am adding a whole new dimension to my show. I call it No Things Considered. From now on, I'm simply going to have a blank space in my programs where we consider nothing. No Things Considered. Remember, think about this. When you consider something, you have to think. And if you think, you might be tempted to say what you think. And nowadays, it is not a good thing to say what you think. Someone might ask you to write for a newspaper.
You might have read of the little girl who keeps running away from home. It was in the newspaper over and over and over. Every time they catch her and bring her home, she runs away again. When when her folks come home from church, this girl is gone. Now, this might tell us something about the family life of this girl who has a habit of running away from home, but what about her physical condition? Let us consider that. Sometimes bizarre behavior can be corrected by diet. It's what you eat. You are what you eat. Some people need to eat something every three hours. If they don't, if they eat only at mealtime like normal people, these people that don't eat every three hours do things that only someone who was drunk or on drugs would do. These people can get along nicely until something rubs them the wrong way and then they suddenly snap and they get mad just like that. And they do something then that is very irrational, like running away from home. If these people had eaten, that same thing that annoyed them on an empty stomach would probably only make them laugh or simply shrug their shoulders. You do not need to be a psychologist to know this, but it helps to have lived the first 39 years of your life without knowing that what's in your belly can determine what goes on inside your mind. I once mentioned this on the radio, and eight or ten people wrote in at once to tell me that they lived with someone who went crazy when they didn't eat, and that they knew exactly what I was talking about. Perhaps you do, too. Thank you. 
discover how much I love her, you know, I get a desperate notion. That's the way I'm feeling today. My heart is breaking because she's making a plaything out of my devotion. That's the way I feel today. And you know, without any warning, or at least a word to say, my girl turned her keys in and she packed and went away. What's the use of living? I'll soon be giving my body up to the ocean. Because that's the way I feel today. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. Where with any luck at all? You can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every day or every week right here at the same time. A man who hasn't lived in our neighborhood for 70 or more years writes me this letter. He says, your words on Lou Robinson and the paintings brought back memories of Lou and his horse. Back in the 1930s, when we were kids watching him unload a wagon full of alders, he'd often say that if he could find the last piece in the load, he'd unload that piece first and be all finished. But he'd never find it until he'd taken off all but the last stick. Now I've thought about this letter, and it must have some other parallel applications. If you can think of what it might be, I'm thehumblefarmer at gmail.com, and I'd love to hear from you. skin pill box hat Yes, I see you got your brand new leopard skin pill box hat You must tell me sometime, baby, how your head feels underneath something like that, your brand new leopard skin pill box hat. You is so beautiful. Honey, let me jump on it sometime Well, I just want to see if it's the expensive kind Well, it balance your head like a mattress balances on a bottle of wine your brand new leopard skin pill box hat
that for your health, he said. Well, I disobeyed his orders and went to see you and found him there himself instead. I don't mind you cheating on me, but I wish you'd take that thing off his head, your brand new leopard skin pillbox hat. Well, you got a new boyfriend, I ain't never seen him round here before. Oh, yes, I saw him making love to you, he forgot to shut the garage door. You may think he loves you for your money, but I know what he loves you for. Your brand new leopard skin pillbox Jack Sheldon. From time to time, I do like to play something that has a meaningful message, and I hope that touched you. If you are a typical American, you have a box full of old computer wires and unidentifiable antiquated computer parts. Are you listening? Every time you have a lawn sale, you put the box out, and you hope that someone will give you a quarter for the whole mess. My brother, who understands these things, heard me say that my telephone amplifying machine had died. He said, throw it away quick before you forget what it is.
It's hard to do things online. I tried to pay our $39.95 Time Warner bill for our internet cable online. I tried it twice, and the computer screen jumped and jiggled. I called the 888 number and was told our account was paid. But the next day I checked again, and they said I still hadn't paid. Couldn't get a straight answer on that. Name on account was the problem on the screen. That's what it said. And I thought they meant checking account because right below that they wanted the checking account number and routing number. Because my wife Marcia, the almost perfect woman's name, is on the Time Warner account, and her name is also on the checking account, I then put her name in, and the computer clucked with contentment. Later, I found out I paid the same bill twice. And that's okay. I don't mind paying the same bill twice. Let's see if they give me a credit for paying ahead next month. My question to you is, my question to you is, why, why don't these kids who write these programs specify on the form if they want the name on the bank account or the name on the Time Warner account? How is anyone supposed to know which account they are talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? Thank you.